I know I'm not the only one who has gained a lot of weight and feels like they can never lose it. You know, I, I know I'm not the only one whose weight is an issue in their marriage. It's kind of one of those things we don't talk about. I know that, you know, I'm not the only one that thinks that they're broken and maybe they don't think they're worth being fixed or repaired or that they're beyond being fixed or repaired. And so if, if I can share my story and it makes it makes a difference for someone, then to me, that's worth the vulnerability. And it's sort of an added bonus to my own gains from the program. Hey there, my friend. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Mother Project podcast. In just a moment, you're about to hear a conversation between myself and one of our amazing Fit Mother program members, Claire Dorn. And Claire's story is incredible, not just because she lost 90 pounds over the last 16 months using our Fit Mother program, but because of everything Claire overcame in the process. And Claire's the type of woman that could have theoretically used all these different excuses not to get healthy. She's a busy mom raising four kids. And just a few years ago, her former husband was convicted of a crime, sent to prison, and it set their whole family into disarray, financially, emotionally. Yet at the same time, Claire knew deep down that she wanted to get healthier. And over the course of many years of marriage and pregnancies and kids and a bunch of other medical stuff that happened, Claire found herself five foot seven, 273 pounds. She was in very rough shape. She was having medical issues, and she decided that she wanted to turn things around. So Claire and one of our other Fit Mother members, Kristen Pewitz, they joined the program together, and they worked it. And together, combined, these two ladies almost lost 200 pounds. And I want to share Claire's story here because there's just so many lessons, both in terms of what it takes to lose that amount of weight, but I think more importantly, we talk about many of the spiritual and emotional containers, the kind of shedding of old paradigms and patterns that need to happen as we're getting healthier, and what really drives her and motivates her to be a fit mother in spite of all these obstacles and all the new possibilities that have opened up in her life as a result of weight loss, as a result of these new perspectives that she has as a fit mother. So I absolutely love this conversation. It's worth it listening to this whole Entire thing. So I'm happy you're here and stay tuned. In just a minute, let's hop over to a conversation with Miss Claire Dorn. All right, Claire, welcome officially to the Fit Mother Project podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm really happy you're here. And I think before we hit record, it was like a, a fun moment we shared because just yesterday we recorded the episode of I'll Call Your Partner in Crime and one of your best friends, Kristen. <laughs> That's probably accurate. Right. <laughs> And yes. you guys have done this program together and each of you have lost almost like combined almost 200 pounds of weight. And it's just incredible to see the changes that you both made. So it's a privilege for me to have you on for this conversation, to hear your story and everything you went through. Just to kick this off, I'd love to have you introduce yourself to everyone listening. Sure. Your name, your age, where you're from, a little bit about your family and what you're doing for work now. Okay. Well, my name is Claire Dorn and I'm 42. I am the mother of four children. One just started in college and finished up his first semester. And then I have a 16-year-old daughter, a 13-year-old son, and an 11-year-old son. And he's probably our liveliest one of the bunch. Mm. And I am currently in nursing school. So that's sort of my occupation at the moment. Takes up most of my time. Uh, I've homeschooled my kids from the very get-go. So trying to balance that out. And you already mentioned Kristen. She's kind of taken over a lot of that work for me while I'm in school. Hopefully I'll get to do some more of it once I finish. <laughs> but that's sort of me in a nutshell. Yeah. So one, I think it's really beautiful that we can meet these people in our lives that are like really special friends where they can help support us. We can integrate our families. And that's one thing I think is a theme that I'd love to bring out in this conversation because you didn't do this alone. You did this with a friend. And I think that's that can be make all the difference in terms of someone's transformation. Yes, it really does. I think this is not something you attempt on your own, uh, whether you think you are or not. It just it encompasses everybody around you. And if you can have someone who is physically present to sort of do the journey with you, it makes all the difference in the world. So take me back to what we'll call the beginning of your Fit Mother journey, really before you joined the program. It's maybe sometime around 2020. Where was your health and your life at at that point? Were you like, what was kind of going on with your body and were you looking for a change? And let's talk about what, where things were at before you kind of found Fit Mother Project. 
Okay. Well, it's a little bit of a story. So I, I kind of feel like in order to really appreciate where I was, I, I, I need to go uh, back a ways. Um, but uh, in high school, I was uh, pretty athletic. I was, you know, didn't struggle with my weight at all. I, my any any kind of sporting event kind of activity, I was game to try and and really enjoyed moving and being active. Um, I grew up in Greece, and so uh, I came to the U.S. for college. And when I did, I did the typical, you know, freshman fifteen. And um, but it was also a time of learning to be independent and learning to eat on my own, having to take that responsibility myself for the first time. And there was a lot of processed food and fast food and things that I didn't have available growing up. And it was good. And so, um, and so I ate it. And uh, by the end of the my freshman year, I think I had gained something like 30 pounds, but I was also having some uh, physical, other physical issues. And so I went to see a doctor and I was diagnosed with PCOS, which is polycystic uh, ovarian disease. And part of that diagnosis, for me anyway, was him telling me that um, I was probably going to continue to gain weight and that there wasn't going to be much that I could do about it to get rid of it later on. And in hindsight, him saying that to me was a huge disservice <laughs> um, uh, because I I had no reason not to believe him. And so I, I did. During that first year, I uh, met the man I would marry and got engaged. About a year later, we got married. I decided not to finish school because I wanted to stay home and raise kids. And, you know, newly married, I took on the role of every new wife. I Well, or most new wives anyway, you're responsible for the food. So learned to cook and uh, all sorts of heavy meals, buttery things and cream sauces. And I mean, it tasted great and it was fun to make. It wasn't so great for our waistlines. So we uh, fast forward, um, we had our first child um, and I gained about, well, I don't remember exactly what I gained, but I gained a large amount of weight with him. And I, with each of my successive pregnancies, um, and I would lose some, but I never really went back to even where I was when we first got married. And I was already over overweight when we got married. And so I kind of settled somewhere in the upper 190s to 210s, and I'm five foot seven. So, I mean, I was I was overweight. I was actually probably in the obese range at that point. And it was just sort of where I thought I would be. I tried at times to lose weight. Um, it was one of those things, yo-yo kind of things where you, you, you do it for a little while and then something happens, a holiday or a birthday or someone really wants pizza. And uh, and it was like, okay, well, uh, I messed up. We'll just, there's no point. I'm just going to keep going now <laughs> and, and eat whatever I want. My uh, My weight was an issue in my marriage in a really, really predominant way from the very get-go. My husband's perception was that my poor weight control is a direct reflection of my affection for him. Uh, while at the same time, he could openly admit that even if I lost all the weight, it wouldn't really change things for him. So that was another factor in how I viewed myself. And uh, it certainly made me feel like you know, he was picking on something that I didn't have a whole lot of control over because I had believed that there wasn't anything that I could really long-term do to keep any kind of weight loss off. So, yeah, like I said, I settled somewhere up in the 200s, low 200s, and I was homeschooling, so I was busy. Fast food became the easy option for lunches and often dinners um, because I was tired. But at the same time, the weight was also having an effect on me physically. So I was becoming, well, that was part of the exhaustion was was just the extra weight I was carrying around all the time. I developed uh, GERD. So I was having to take medication for that. Um, I couldn't go up and down stairs anymore, you know, without sweating and getting out of breath. I stopped trying to be physically active. Uh, it was not something I, I attempted to do. You know, it was more like, okay, you guys go do this thing and I'll sit over here and watch you. I just, I just was, I was out of shape and, and I was feeling it. So in, uh, 2018, at Christmas time, 2018, um, I was about 210 or so, 220 maybe. 
and um, some things came to light and my former spouse was convicted of a crime and and imprisoned shortly after. Uh, so all of a sudden my life drastically changed. Um, I was the single mom of four. Um, I hadn't finished college, so I had no degree to fall back on uh, to provide for my family. Um, uh, everything was just sort of, okay, now what? <laughs> so I decided I was going to go back to school uh, and become a nurse. And one of the things about becoming a nurse that I thought about was, you know, I, here I am going to be trying to help people get healthy and I'm in really bad shape. So that kind of started percolating in my in my mind as um as I started that journey. But at the same time, you know, there was a lot of emotional stuff surrounding what had happened to our family. And so while I think in many ways I seemed to have things under control, eating became kind of my go-to escape. And so um when I was feeling down or when I wanted to not think about what thing, what was going on, it was easy to just grab something to eat and sit and watch TV or um, just eat because I felt like it. <laughs> um, so in looking back, it probably reached kind of a, a, a binge type disorder because I would eat a whole, whole bunch um, in, in a sitting and afterwards I'd feel pretty yucky, but for the time being, it made me feel good. I liked the, the flavors that, that were there. So over that first year, a little bit over a year, that after our family kind of changed, um, I gained probably about 40 pounds. So I was already overweight. I, I packed on even more. And, and I, you know, at that point, I was in the morbidly obese category. I had gotten so heavy that I had um, obstructive sleep apnea. Um, so I was even more tired because <laughs> I wasn't really getting rest at night. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I, I was having trouble getting my shoes on because, you know, I'd have to bend over to tie them and, and I just, it, it was hard. Um, so Kristen, as you've already mentioned, um, had asked me to try some other diets, for lack of a better word, um, eating programs with her. And we tried them, but neither one of us stuck with them long term. And we only had a moderate degree of success with them. I think in retrospect, I can look back and say, you know, I think neither one of us were, our mindset was not really ready to, to commit fully to any endeavor. At least that's where I was. <laughs> um, but in the summer, our music pastor, who is a fit father, um, started his program and he lost a bunch of weight. And so Kristen went up to him and said, you know, what'd you do? How's, you know, what, what are you using? And he told her about Fit Father. And so she went home and looked it up and found that lo and behold, there was a Fit Mother project. And so she texted me and she was like, I want you to look at this. And like, would you consider doing it with me? And, um, and so I thought, well, <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll humor her and I'll, <laughs> and I'll look at this and, and kind of see where, you know, what's involved and, and all that sort of stuff. So I looked over it and, um, yeah, that's pretty much the rest is history, but that, that's <laughs> kind of where I was when I started, you know, I, I had I'd reached the point where I wasn't letting myself be in pictures much. I didn't want to see myself and where I was. Uh, I was basing a lot of my self-worth on my weight and deciding what other people would think of me because of it. Um, you know, I'm a believer in, in Jesus Christ as my Savior. And so I, in studying His Word, I knew that those things were not true of who I am, but didn't stop me from feeling that way. And, um, you know, there were lies that I had believed about who I was and, and what my weight meant about me. And so part of this process has been tearing down some of those lies that were there and replacing them with with truth. But um, yeah, so just didn't want to be in pictures, didn't want to see myself in the mirror, didn't want to, I was just kind of embarrassed of who I was, you know, at the point where you go somewhere to eat with someone and you got to start thinking, can I even fit in this booth when we sit down to eat? Mm, let's suggest we eat at a table or things like that. 
I want to thank you for sharing all of that with so much vulnerability because I know that there's a lot of people listening who can relate to many different aspects of your story. Our weight is so tied to our emotions, to things that have been said to us, some stuff that we we believe about ourselves. It can be an escape when times are stressful, which you certainly experienced. And it can just happen like when you don't have the right habits and you stack that up over three, four kids in 10 years, like the pounds creep on. And it seems like you had everything kind of happening on many different fronts that led to this perfect storm. When you started the program, what was your heaviest weight? Do you remember what you kind of started at? Yes, I was 273.2 pounds. 273.2 pounds at yes. five foot seven. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just shy of five foot seven. <laughs> okay. Before we get into the journey, for all those listening, I want you to tell them what's the weight that you've gotten down to your low weight on the program. Well, today is actually my lowest and I am uh, 184. Yeah. 100. It's about 89.2. I think I did the math is the total loss so far. Yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations. Thank you. On so many fronts, because it's obviously not just the scale, but the fact that you able to lose so much weight means that you've implemented all these right kinds of habits. So let's start to talk about that. How do you get started on changing your life? You have your friend, Kristen. She's like, this sounds like it's something that would be good for both of us. You decide to take the leap of faith being like, okay, I'll give this a shot. Let's talk about those early days of getting up and going on the program. What were some things that you started to change, things that were challenging, things that were very impactful? I want to really zone in on the phase of you building momentum to start this transformation. Well, the program provides a lot of material up front. You get to see a whole lot of information about nutrition up front, um, a whole lot of educating yourself. And I think a lot of weight loss programs are different in the sense that they just sort of give you a plan and you're supposed to jump in and do it. And one of the things that was different with Fit Mother is that it started out with education. Um, You taught us what was right to eat and what was wrong and why. And so you start out with a little bit more of an understanding of what you're going to do and why you're going to do it, which helps you later on as you build to, to be able to eat not just like the recipes that are recommended initially, but to create your own recipes and use the perfect plate idea and and be able to find foods that your family will eat and and enjoy. So the first part of it was just reading. And I'm I'm kind of a student anyway, so that appealed to me, just the reading all the material. Um, but I think the most impactful in terms of just that very initial motivation is you have people uh, answer a series of questions and really stop and reflect and dig deep and, and think about uh, who they are, where they are, where they want to be. Um, and not just that, but to go deeper and say, okay, what is this going to cost me? It's really kind of a take a step back and think about this and decide, is this really something I'm, I'm willing to do? Like, let's be real here. This isn't a, uh, it's not going to happen overnight. (laughs) Um, so if, are you really willing to invest? And so you have people do, uh, write a mission statement. And for me, that was, probably a, a pivot point for me because it made me stop and think about why do I really want to lose weight? What do I want to accomplish with it? And, and then what's it going to cost me to do it? And am I really willing to give those things up? You know, are, are the things that I'm not wanting to give up, are they really worth what it's costing me physically and emotionally and, and everything else? So that was a huge turning point for me. You know, like I said earlier, I was pretty active anyway. So the exercise part kind of excited me to, to be able to get back to being active. I was a little scared I wouldn't be able to do it at first. Um, I know a lot of people feel that way when they first start, but there's so much help in the Facebook group and even with this, the FMP staff to just, um, you know, if you can't do it the way it's described, there's modifications for just about everybody and every need and level. And so for me, being able to exercise was actually, um, it was kind of empowering because it was something I could measure. I could see, oh, yesterday I was only able to do so many reps. Today I can do this many reps. Or, you know, yesterday I was about to, you know, pass out when I reached this level. Today I actually finished it. (laughs) Okay, it's not quite that bad, but um, sometimes it was. So that part was enjoyable. For me, the harder part was the food because I 
did not like vegetables and my kids didn't like vegetables. They were pretty much non-existent in our diet, if I'm being honest. So it meant kind of, for me, it meant basically purging the pantry, getting rid of the chips and the um, the pasta because those were kind of our go-to things and getting rid of like the sugary stuff. Like we cut out sodas completely um, and mostly just making a fresh start. So saying, okay, if if I get it out of the house, then I'm not tempted to, to go find it. And right now I don't think I have the self-control to not go looking for it. So I need it to be just not here. And thankfully my kids were, they didn't complain too much about it, about it and, and were supportive in that regard. And over time, I have learned to, to cook vegetables and to cook meats and to cook um, healthy carbs. And I find that my palate actually has changed. And so things that I used to not like now taste good. And um, it's not like I don't ever want some of the stuff that I, I ate before, but when I have it now, it's like, okay, that was nice for a little bit. And now I'm going to go back to my regular normal eating pattern and, and it, it tastes better and I feel better after I eat it. So, um, so that was kind of the beginning part of it for me. Being able to work out with Kristen was a huge, huge, huge piece of it. When I finally decided to, you know, push play, so to speak, on the program, I also decided to, well, I really wanted to succeed. And for me, that meant um, I needed to have people hold me accountable. I wasn't ready yet to let people in my everyday environment know that I was working on this, but I decided to go ahead and join the the Facebook group, and that turned out to be an enormous blessing because the the ladies on there are just they're so supportive, and um, they want you to succeed. And it was just a, another motivation getting to do the Zoom calls with them and and find that these people that are on the pictures that you know you you share the success stories that are sort of the face of you know you see with the program they're real people and they can tell you their real story and it somehow it it just it makes a difference to know oh wait you've done this you've been there and to hear them say oh yeah when i did the apex 10 i did such and such and i thought you know man this is hard or whatever it was that you're feeling and so you can go okay i'm not alone i i, I can do this because they did it so that was that was a big part of it Another part was considering the financial cost of investing in, well, the program to begin with, but then also just um, like equipment to, you know, some basic weights uh, and whatnot. And in that sense, um, working with Kristen helped too, because obviously I was in a kind of precarious financial position at the time, but um, being able to sort of split the costs so that we could work out together and we just both used the same, um, the same stuff and, uh, and, it, and having her there and being able to see, you know, she's pushing herself today. And some days we'd do the same workout and, you know, she'd be on the floor in, in the puddle and 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 I'd be like, it's okay, you can do this, you know. And, and some days it was me that was in a puddle and she was like, come on, you've got this, keep going. Um, but, uh, and so, you know, if you can find someone near you to do it that with you, that that's fantastic, I think. But um, that's sort of a little bit of my how I got going. Yeah. You shared some really profound stuff in there. And I want to highlight a couple of things that are like top of mind. One thing that seemed really important that you shared was this mission statement idea was you tapping into the heart of emotions inside of you that was previously leading you into like what we'll call a negative self-destructive thing. But then you tapped into that and you were able to use that as like this fuel, Mm -hmm. positive fuel to drive you forward. That was huge for you. Two, I think it's really interesting to hear how some people either struggle with exercise or with nutrition more. And for you, it was more like I was excited to move my body and and get back to this. The nutrition was like the more challenging thing. And I think you did something very smart by doing like the reset of like the pantry reset, getting it all out because it's so true. And we're getting started. Oftentimes our willpower and our own self-trust is not strong enough. It's like we can rearrange and create an environment that enables us to succeed. And then the changes 
messages start to become more internal and then it like self-propagates. I think that's so powerful. And the fact that you just like really got real about why you wanted to get this done, what the costs were, and it was worth it for you to show up. I think it's very impressive too, that you were able to do it too, feeding all of your kids with questionable financial situation. You know, there's so many excuses that you, you could have made at the time to say, no, it's not the time because I got a million things going on. So I, I want to ask you specifically, when you wrote down your mission statement, what were a couple of the specific things that you wrote down that were like, that really tapped into your heart? Well, I'll, um, I'll just read it to you please, <laughs> because I, I have it in front of me. In fact, I actually keep it to this day. I keep it on my mirror where I can nice. look at it and, and refer back to it. Um, uh, and some of my, my reasonings have changed a little bit along the road as I've grown, but this is what I wrote at the time. I said, I'm achieving the loss of 15 to 20 pounds in the next 30 days. I did achieve uh, 14.9, I think it was. So I was really close. Um, if, uh, over the next 30 days and fitting better into my clothes by doing FM30X. I'm doing this because I no longer want to be a slave to my past, my idol of self-control, or anyone else's vision of who I should be. I am embracing my identity as a daughter of the risen King Jesus, who has a temple to tend, a story to tell, and his glory to reveal. Mm -hmm. I'm setting an example for my children of a healthy lifestyle, of financial stewardship, and perseverance. This will cost me time spent planning, cooking, and shopping for healthy foods. It will cost me time for exercise and finances for equipment in the program. It will mean laying aside my desire for comfort in foods like pizza, ice cream, chips, soda. I had a whole list. Um, <laughs> I willingly accept these costs because my calling in life is to live for his glory and not my own desires. I will be a story of his transforming, redeeming grace in the here and now, as well as the ever after. Soli Deo Gloria, which means to God alone be the glory. So, I mean, it's still my purpose. I, I I don't want my story to be just another story. There's been a lot that's happened, but you know, we're, everybody has a value and, and yeah. we can live, live to our full potential or we can not. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think what's so profound about this is like, that was your mission statement. Like, man, yes, that, like that's, that spoke, like I felt and, and understood you through that deeply. And I also love that it was the best, let's say the best mission statements, but the ones that I feel like have the most power, ones that are bigger than ourselves or our small selves. So for you, this is, you know, following your faith, being a faith walk and being in your body in this particular way. And I mean, I think that adds a certain level of gravity and weight to all your future decisions when it's not just like when you understand the bigger picture here is I'm taking care of my body as, as a temple of God. Right. You know, and, and so like this, this is a different, a different game you're playing now and it gives yes, you it more is. power to, to stick to that stuff. So it's no mistake that you succeeded from that. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things about this whole journey is just that it's not been just about losing weight there's so much more that has come from it like the the change is not just losing the pounds that's ended up being kind of the almost a secondary um a victory but the the changed mindset and the the way i look at life and the way um you know it's, it has renewed my confidence and i you know i i kind of the way i saw myself as sort of this fat quitter that doesn't doesn't really finish or accomplish anything um, that that has changed and and so just just being able to enjoy being with my kids and being able to enjoy being pictures in pictures with them and um, you know I want I want other women who I know I'm not the only one who has gained a lot of weight and feels like they can never lose it. You know, I, mean, I know I'm not the only one whose weight is an issue in their marriage. It's kind of one of those things we don't talk about. I know that, you know, I'm not the only one that thinks that they're broken and maybe they don't think they're worth being fixed or repaired or that they're beyond being fixed or repaired. And so if, if I can share my story and it makes, it makes a difference for someone, then to me, that's, it's worth the vulnerability and it's, it's sort of an added bonus to, my own gains from the program. I think uh, before we did this podcast, um, you asked us to kind of fill out a form. Uh, and and one of the things about 
sharing our story, uh, I included that I tell my children that we don't always choose what happens to us and we don't always choose what happens around us. And a lot of times that can seem like it's not fair. We find ourselves in situations not of our own creating or um, uh, we might be tempted to complain or dig in and become bitter or uh, give up. Uh, And I've been there, like I've done the giving up thing. (laughs) But we have a choice about how we react to those situations. And we have a choice about um, how we respond and those moments, that time in which we we react, those are the moments that define who we are. So when they come, you can choose to become bitter or to become angry or to give up, or you can choose to say, you know what, I'm going to grow from this situation. I'm going to change from this situation. I'm going to become something better than who I was before even. my uh, One of my son's talked to me once about hermit crabs. <laughs> um, and he said that he was talking about our, our spiritual walk uh, with the Lord, but how we're a little bit like those crabs where we keep having to find, as we grow, we keep having to find a new and a bigger, bigger shell. But I think that's true regarding change of any kind. You know, we, we, we find a shell, we move in, we get comfortable, we sort of grow. A lot of times it no longer fits us correctly. And if we just stay put, we become stagnant and we, a lot of times we, you know, squash ourselves kind of, and, and we, we don't, we don't get better. And so sometimes we have to push ourselves to step into new things like starting the Fit Mother program that's uncomfortable or going on a Zoom with people I don't know, <laughs> um, which is a little bit scary. Um, and we don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know what it's going to feel like. And some of the the change is scary, but that's where the growth can happen. If we just stay put, nothing, nothing changes. Yeah, that's a beautiful analogy. It fits perfectly to this journey, 100%. And I'd like you to describe now what you feel like is your new shell. Like for you now as, as a, you know, as a fit mother, someone who's walked the walk, you know, and is now in this phase that, you know, you have lost this weight. How would you describe your relationship to your own mindset? If you could describe the shell that you now feel like you're in, mm-hmm. what, what's it like? What does it feel like? What's it, what's it characterized by? Yeah. Well, I think I, I feel like I have a purpose. I mean, obviously I'm in school too. So that sort of, factors in, but I feel like I'm equipped to help other people, uh, which is a big part of what I'm wanting to do anyway. Um, I feel like I'm equipped to help my children um, to be more healthy in, in their lifestyle. In fact, we've kind of made a commitment to work on that together this next year. And my my, my oldest called and was from college. He was like, I think I might want to start exercising. What can I do? Um, <laughs> so yeah, I feel, I feel like I'm more equipped, but I also think I've learned to appreciate who I am um, and, and who God has made me to be, that there's value here. And, uh, you know, I, I haven't reached my weight, my goal weight yet. I still have uh, some more pounds that I would I would like to lose. I'm hoping I'll be able to do it this upcoming year. But I'm also aware that if it happens really quickly or if it happens really slowly, I have the tools to get there eventually. Um, and that I am I'm healthier all around uh because of this journey. Like I'm I'm more intentional um about what I eat, about um, my spiritual walk, about um, my physical activity. Um, It's just made me be a lot more aware of how like everything we do feeds into each other. It's all interconnected. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the, our, our emotions for me, you know, that, that feeding them a lot was kind of a big, big part of it. And now it's, I'm learning to, sort of take control of those emotions and say, okay, yes, this is is what I'm feeling. This is why I'm feeling it. Acknowledge it. Okay. I'm not going to go now and eat, you know, five cookies because this is how I'm feeling. (laughs) So it's made me stop and realize that we all have empty places, empty spots that we would like to fill up. And for me, I tried to fill it up with food and now I, I have better 
outlets for <laughs> to find to to fill those needs. I, you know, my my walk, uh, obviously, you know, I'm my faith is a, a huge part of it to me. But I have learned to to turn to God for those needs, and and then I have friends, Kristen and others, um, in in real life. And then I have all of the FMP sisters on Facebook and Zoom calls that can help help me along when I, I hit those spots where I need something a little more than what I have to offer. Yeah. That was a beautiful answer. You know, the first couple of words you said when you were talking about what we're calling your new shell is you used the word equipped twice. I feel equipped to make healthier choices, feel equipped to help support my family and those around me. And what that word just immediately popped up in my mind was like, to be equipped, that means you have power and resource. You have the, you have like tools and resource and power to do X, Y, Z. And I, I, that seems like such a, in such stark contrast to more of like the victim mentality before where it's like, well, doctor said, you know, this is how it's going to be, or all this stuff is happening to me. And I see this every time in a profound shift, it moves from one of feeling like you're at effective things and you're a victim to one of empowerment and this vehicle of just like cleaning up your life and, and cleaning up your nutrition and moving your body more and getting healthy is a journey of personal power. You're exerting personal power through conscious will, attention, help and support, and then you start to gain traction. And then it shifts that mindset along the journey. And now you're here. The weight has been one yardstick of success, but really all this stuff is just changed into a completely <laughs> different way of life. And I'm so excited for you, really. We didn't even get to get into like the whole no more sleep apnea, no more like there's a whole lot of other physical things that, that happened. Tell me about it. I want to hear about it. Let's hear about some of the powerful changes. And then I want to spend a few minutes getting into like some of the specific routines that work for you in nutrition. But like what's changed, you know, losing effectively 90 pounds. We're right there. But, like what's all what's also changed with your some of the other benefits? Um, well, uh, like I said, I, I no longer have the sleep apnea. So right there, I'm sleeping better every night, which is huge. Um, and so I have more energy um, and um, and exercising actually gives you energy. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I I feel better. Like I don't wake up tired in the morning and with no energy to, to get through the day. My GERD is significantly less. I'm not I'm hoping one day I can completely get rid of the medicine, but it's it's greatly reduced. I mean, clothes, I'm in smaller clothing sizes. Um, I I like to stand up to put my shoes on now because I'm flexible enough to do it. Um, <laughs> and uh, Kristen laughs at me every time I do it, but um, but I'm like, yeah, but I can reach them now. Like it's 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 not hard. <laughs> um, I can go up a, a flight of steps, and I. I don't feel it. I just walk up the steps, you know, and I'm, I used to sweat a lot. Um, and I don't, now I'm actually kind of cold a lot, but, uh, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's, it's just, it's a shift. At least cold, you can put something else on when you're sweating, like, you don't know, take so much off, but, uh, um, yeah. So those are some of the, just a few of the, the other things that have changed. So let's get into your routine now. Next few minutes, I'd like to actually talk about What's worked for you in terms of nutrition? Like walk me through a day in your life in terms of nutrition and exercise, the timing of things, like basically like alarm goes off, you're up and what happens? Like what does a day in your life look like that's helped you succeed? So there are kind of two phases of this. Um, Most recently I was in school and some of my, like my long clinicals kind of made it a little bit prohibitive to actually get in the exercise every day. So I had to take a little bit of a break. But when I'm not doing those long days, my alarm goes off and I start out by having my devotions before I even get out of bed. Um, and then I, uh, and then I go and drink water. Um, usually about 30, 30, 40 ounces of water. That, so that's my first thing that I do. And then um, if I'm working out with Kristen, um, then it would be a, a drive over to, to her place because that's where we keep all the equipment. Um, and then uh, we might have a cup of coffee and then we'll do our whatever our workout is for that day. And at that point, I'm pretty awake. You know, I'm feeling pretty good about about myself um, or depending how the workout went, I might be kind of like, wow, that was hard. But that's how the day starts because I found that leaving my workouts for later in the day usually means I'm 
not going to want to do them or I'm going to put a little less effort into them. So I kind of have to do them in the morning. And then after within the first hour of doing my workout, um, I'll have uh, a protein shake, like one of the one of the shakes that the the plan recommends, which tastes fantastic. And um, actually, one of my kids just tried it and was like, oh, it's actually good. And I was like, well, what did you think I was drinking? (laughs) So I have those every day for for breakfast. Yeah. Sometimes I'll have eggs or bacon, but pretty much every day I, I not eggs or bacon together. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, mostly I have the shake. Um, and then because I'm in classes, uh, for me, lunch usually looks like a sandwich of some sort. Most often it's peanut butter and jelly because it's quick and easy to pack up and take with me. But um, like you can use chicken or turkey and spinach or with avocado or something like that become a huge fan of the Ezekiel bread. Uh, it just, it's just good. That's kind of what my lunch looks like. And then dinner, um, if we eat out, um, it'll be something that's one of the places that's recommended from, from the plan. So I'm still trying to eat on plan and by on plan, that really just means you're eating the proper portion of carbs and you're eating a proper portion of protein and probably, you know, you're getting some vegetables in there. Um, and so if I'm at home and I'm cooking, then I'm going to make something that matches that same perfect plate idea. So, you know, we may have some chicken and we may have some brown rice and, and broccoli or something like that, which sounds really plain, but there's so many different ways you can season it and cook it. It's, it's not like it's the same all the time, but sometimes I make something that I may not eat just because the kids want it. So, you know, maybe I'll let them have mac and cheese instead of brown rice or uh, something like that. Um, and then, mm, I don't know, every couple of weeks or so, I usually have a, like a free day where if the kids have been really wanting pizza, we'll have pizza or, um, I don't know, whatever else we may happen to want. Um, and sometimes it's not even, I find that I, sometimes I don't want the whole meal to be, whatever it is i just it's it's more of i'm gonna have an item out of the that's not what i would normally eat and then some days i need a snack if it's a really long school day and i'm going a lot then and then i'll usually have something like uh beef jerky and and nuts or um every once in a while i'll have some kind of fruit and and a protein or something like that nice you're nailing it. It's basically the core tenets that we talk about as a standardized, healthy meal number one. A shake happens to be a super easy way to do it. Tastes great. Makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. The sandwich recipes, easy, right? I mean, they're delicious. They're simple. Ezekiel bread's wonderful. Uh, you have some go-to snacks that you use as needed, especially on the busy days when you know you need a little more fuel. And then you make perfect plates for dinner. Half veggies, quarter protein, quarter carbs. And you can also order those out at different restaurants for your family and you basically follow the guidelines. And like, and the cool thing is that's such a repeatable structure, right? That's how you're able to lose 90 pounds is because you could repeat that and not be bored and still feel good and still have a free meal once in a while. And it's amazing that your default is now this new healthy like mode of proceeding. And then you sprinkle in this other stuff that used to be your everyday, right? The pizzas and the pastas and you still get to enjoy it, but it's in the background of you feeling fantastic in the process. Correct. Yeah. And of course, there's always making sure I get in all of my water for the day and, and making sure I'm, I'm drinking healthy stuff. So I'm not drinking my my calories anymore through sodas and, and things like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's one massive change when you threw out the sodas and you stopped with the sugary drinks early on. I mean, mm-hmm. that alone, yeah. big, big needle mover. Nice. Well, what's been your relationship with exercise and movement as you've progressed? I know it, when you're certainly starting out, especially at the weight that you were starting out at, it was probably pretty hard to be moving your body doing some of these Fit Mother workouts. But I imagine that's changed quite a bit. You know, it's certainly still challenging as you've gotten stronger. But like, what was your relationship to like exercise throughout this process? What's it like now? What'd you learn? Let's talk about that a little bit. Well, when I started out, uh, I was doing obviously the Apex 10, which is kind of a pyramid structure of, of weight lifting exercises. Um, I, I started out pretty low because I couldn't do anything much heavier. I, um, and honestly, I started out with modifications because like, you know, I couldn't do a push up and there, there was no way, <laughs> um, like, you know, it was hard to just kind of hold myself up on my arms, much less do a, do a push up, And, uh, and I just 
I did what I could at the level that I could. And it was hard. I mean, I was pretty sore those first two weeks. <laughs> um, but I also knew that the sore meant that I was getting better. And so by the end of the first month, I could already tell that um, I had a little more energy. I was being able to finish my apex a little bit faster. I was, you know, I was growing physically in strength and ability. My um, my resting heart rate when I stopped was probably somewhere in the 80s. Today, my resting heart rate is in the low 60s. Wow. So, I mean, it's had a huge impact on my health there. My struggle has not been the weights. I don't have very good cardio ability. And so my heart rate would spike almost to like 180s, 182 uh, when I would exercise. And uh, and I would have to take a break um, because I just couldn't keep going at, at, at that, that level. Um, it still happens sometimes, but not as much. And this is just another one of those things that like for Kristen and I, we found was it's very unique to each individual. So we can do the same workout and my heart rate will be in the 160s and her right will, hers will be barely breaking 100. And we've been doing the same stuff. So it's not like, you know, one of us was so much more in shape than the other when we started. And so, you know, you do what you can um, and that's it. You know, you just, you, you kind of push yourself a little bit if there's a lot of learning to listen to your own body. So for me, that meant I had to learn when I needed to to take a break because I kind of, with the exercise, I wanted to go. And so I had to learn to say, okay, I can't. My body is not going to, it's not going to tolerate this. <laughs> um, and so, and the other thing for me was learning that sometimes it's more important for me to get sleep than it is for me to get up and get my workout in. Um, and so being able to sleep actually helped me lose weight more at times than getting in a huge calorie burning workout routine. But now, now it's more like, okay, let's see where, where we're going to go. Like, I, I'm not afraid of trying something a little bit heavier. Uh, some days that look like Christmas day, actually, <laughs> um, I woke up and I thought, I feel like working out today. I wasn't going to work out today. I feel like working out. I'm going to work out. So I got up and I, I exercised on Christmas morning <laughs> and my kids thought I was nuts, but <laughs> that's what I did. Cause that's what I wanted to do. So I find that my body wants to move. If I'm sitting still too long, I, I feel it. Like I used to be stiff because I wasn't moving. Now I get stiff because I'm not moving if that makes sense yeah yeah i know what you mean it does make sense yeah that's really great insights i think it's like you've echoed this a couple times but it's important to be gentle with ourselves like to do what you can to understand the priorities and orders of importance which certainly is like the nutrition the sleep and the mindset are more foundational and then the exercise comes in and it teaches you a lot about yourself you get stronger more empowered more energized and and i love that so to wrap this up, I'd love for you to give some advice to maybe like the you in 2020 before you got started, knowing what you've mm -hmm. gone through now, having lost the weight, having made this, this profound shift. What would you have told yourself in the beginning of this journey as some wise words of advice? That's the first part of the question. The second part of the question is what advice do you have for yourself now or other ladies now that have gone through the process or you're maybe you're not at your finished product? Yet you're not all, like all the way to your quote unquote goal, but you've 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 come very far and you're at a different stage. Right. So let's start with the beginner, and then now at the stage you're at. I love I love a little bit of words of wisdom from you. Okay, so if I was talking to myself when I was not even starting yet, I think I would say, um, don't be afraid. Just take the first step. Don't let your fear of failing make you never start. Because you don't, you won't ever get anywhere until you put the first foot out there and, and take that step. And don't, don't do the little. I'm gonna test the waters and and see if this is for me. If you're gonna do it, then commit all the way and really do it. You know, give it a hundred percent. And then I would also say, dive into the the, the groups and and 
connect with others because they will they will help carry you when you can't when you can't do it yourself. And then to me now, I think I would say you've got the momentum, keep going. Uh, don't stop. You've seen the difference that it that it's making. You've seen the progress. You know you can do it. So just keep going, you know, one day at a time, one step at a time, one, one workout, one meal, one choice. Um, and, and, and just keep moving. That's great advice on both fronts. Yeah. I think fear is what stops a lot of people in the early time. And if you can understand that just that first step and then the next step reveals itself and there's so much support waiting for you on the other side of that door, if you just open it and then you're right. The other thing is just keep on keeping on. Right. I mean, like once you have the momentum, it's just like, just keep going, keep going, keep the momentum moving. And if it ever starts to shift on you, you have the tools now to like, just to reshift in, in this momentum. It's like something you've curated this motion and now you're just like guiding it. And if you keep it pointing in this right direction, you just, you get more health and more energy and, and it's beautiful. So Claire, thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for coming on and sharing your heart today, sharing all this wisdom. I really enjoyed our conversation. It's a pleasure to get to like talk to you and, and see your face. And my heart is just so filled up. Just, yeah, I don't know. For It's amazing what you accomplished. And I hope that women hear this conversation and know that it's possible to make big shifts no matter what's going on in the life, however crazy it might be. I think you're a living example that it's possible. Thank you. It was, a, it was an honor and a privilege to be able to, to share. Thanks, Claire. Hey there, my friend. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Fit Mother Project podcast. If you love what you heard, I have a favor to ask you. Please consider taking 60 seconds right now to leave us a rating and review on our podcast. Leaving us a review is super quick. It only takes a minute and it's so, so helpful to us as it really boosts this podcast to reach more people who need this information and this message. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, you can leave us a star rating and review. If you're watching on YouTube, you can hit the like button and leave us a comment. Overall, I truly appreciate you being with us here on the podcast. On behalf of me and my entire Fit Mother Project team, we truly feel honored and grateful to support you and your family on your journey to fantastic health. I thank you for your support of this podcast and of this mission. Also, if you're interested in joining our Complete Fit Mother program and becoming an official member of our community, you can visit our website, fitmotherproject.com. And on the Fit Mother site, you'll be able to see our Complete Fit Mother program along with our online store with the best supplements designed for busy moms. And you'll also find a ton of free resources like recipes, workouts, meal plans, and more. God bless you and your family. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll catch you on the next episodes of the Fit Mother Project podcast. 